Welcome to the MetaZen Cabinet, where we get experimental about exploring your potential so you can discover your own values, the manner in which you're here to serve, and align yourself with the only certifiable rescue team you can rely on, yourself. Episode 18, Power of Accountability. Hey y'all, welcome to the Medizine Cabinet where we've been experimental about exploring your potential. Welcome to episode 18. In this episode, we will be talking about the power of accountability. Because let's face it, y'all, we all need that. And I feel like so many of our relationships with our friends, with our lovers, with our parents, with our children, in our businesses, with our employees, with our bosses, with everyone that we can think of, could be a little stronger if we embody that sense of accountability. So I'm definitely hoping that we can discuss this and open up your mind and challenge you to step outside of your comfort zone and put you in a place of understanding and acceptance and knowing that all of us don't always get a chance to learn this stuff when we're growing up, but it's okay. And now is a great time to learn it. Now is a great time to be open. There's no blame. There's no fault anywhere, but it is your responsibility to make accountability a priority. So we're going to get into those things. If this is your first time joining in for the podcast, hello, hello, salutations, how you be? And if you're coming back to join us for another episode of this podcast, what's up, cuz? <laughs> what's up, y'all? So I'm feeling really good. I'm just feeling really good mood. You know, Thanksgiving's right around the corner, the holidays, it's starting to get cold and stuff. You know how that can be. I'm in Chicago, don't know where y'all at, but, you know, if you're in Chicago, you know how it be. You get around and talk. So, you know, that's that. In the first segment, we will be talking about just the origin of accountability and where it starts. And in the second segment, we will be getting into more so the ingredients of what's required when it comes to embodying accountability and what's, what does it take to, you know, exude accountability, to embody accountability. And in the last segment, we're just going to talk more about just relational poison or poison that, the things that poison relationships and gets in the way of healthy relationships. So, we're definitely going to talk about connection quite a bit. We're going to talk about accountability. We're going to talk about, you know, manipulative people and all kinds of stuff like that. So, you know, we're going to get into some stuff. Again, I want to thank y'all like I do every time for all of your support. You know, it just seems like as the days progress, more and more people are showing love and just showing support and radiant expressions of gratitude and abundance for what's happening here. And all I can do is be thankful and thank you and thank God. Now, with that being said, we're going to jump into this episode and get everything popping because I want y'all to know what's on my mind. And like all the episodes, this one is important to me. So let's get it popping. Graydon Carter said, arrogance, ignorance, and incompetence, not a pretty cocktail of personality traits in the best of situations, no sir, not a pretty cocktail in an office mate, and not a pretty cocktail in a head of state. In fact, in a leader, it's a lethal cocktail. I feel like this is a very relevant quote because for arrogance, I feel like a lot of people develop arrogance when they are unable to develop natural, healthy self-confidence. You know, I feel like ignorance is, ignorance comes about when you probably realize that it was something that you didn't learn and maybe you feel like you're too old to learn it now, so you're gonna go, through, go throughout life without it. 
You know, sometimes you don't know what you don't know. And incompetence is just your ability to be able to adapt to the demands of reality, depending on what's going on, but just your ability to adapt to the demands of reality. I think so many of us become adults and get older and come into certain chapters in our life where we realize we're not able to create the kind of circumstances or get the kind of results that we want because we don't know how to get to the next level. We don't know how to take the next step. We don't know how to continue to reinvent or involve ourselves with each situation. And I think a lot of that comes back to accountability. Amit Kalantri said, the most dangerous irony is people are angry with others because of their own incompetence. I feel like so many people fume with envy and anger because others are more successful than them, more physically attractive than them, rich, born with a silver spoon, supportive parents, better neighborhood. Take your pick. We also envy other people because they're better at being leaders, connecting and attracting people and opportunities. A large part of that is because these people possess accountability. Accountability is the ability to be responsible for your actions or what you committed to. Accountability requires the courage to see, to acknowledge, and to accept reality as it is. You know, to not dwell in delusion, to not dwell in distortion, but to actually see a reality or see the person or situation, an event, an outcome for exactly what it is and move forward anyway. And y'all know, like I said before, being oriented towards reality is a very important component of character. So be reminded that being connected to reality as it really is, is a part of character. So is it quite interesting to me that you need that piece to be accountable? Being accountable also requires having the heart and having the nerve to be wrong, to be inaccurate and to be vulnerable. But approaching your behavior with the same honesty and openness and precision that you would somebody else. It takes a willingness to take ownership of the whole reality and come and clean about your mistakes, no matter how ugly, no matter how wrong it makes you look, no matter what's at stake, but just being open and honest about the situation. Because when you're able to be open and honest about a situation with yourself first, you get to benefit the most from that. You become someone that becomes resilient. A lot of times we struggle to move on from things, process things as quickly as others because we have different beliefs. We have tainted beliefs and understandings about how life works. And a lot of times it comes down to us being, you know, that we're not willing to be accountable for our part of a situation, for our actions, because we're hurt. And since we're hurt, we want to be acquitted of all wrongdoing just so we can dwell in the misery, in the self-pity, and we're getting nothing done. And we're not processing, we're not growing, we're not experiencing closure, we're not evolving. Now that I think about it, that's another element of character, being able to process and deal with very negative and uncomfortable situations in a healthy and optimal manner. manner excuse me. Then it requires you being able to be a problem solver. You have to be someone that's committing to objective problem solving and taking firm initiative to being different, responding differently and behaving differently. Being a very capable problem solver is also another component of an integrated character. So it definitely takes you being willing to solve the problem, to be objective, to not make anyone wrong, just to stay neutral so you can focus on the situation at hand because things like fault and blame get in the way of us processing the situation the quickest that we could. We are great at processing and solving problems. We're creative for it, I think, but a lot of us, we our problem-solving metabolism, <laughs> bear with me, you know, gets slowed down. It gets delayed because we have to assign blame. We have to give someone responsibility over our happiness 
in a given situation. We have to just throw the fault and blame everywhere just so we can keep and preserve our sense of self, to preserve our egos, to preserve our identities. And we're getting in our own way. So being accountable definitely takes being a problem solver and knowing, yep, I said that I was going to meet you there at 9 a.m. And that's my bad. I do apologize about that. I apologize for you getting here 30 minutes before I did. I know that you could have been doing other things with that. You could have been anywhere. And I want to let you know that I take your time very seriously. And I do apologize about that. And I will show you that next time I will be better. I will be early, not on time, but early, just to show you that you're showing up for me means something to me. You know, it just really takes doing whatever you have to do to be a problem solver and taking the initiative and taking the problem by the horns. There's so many of us not making enough money or, you know, and it's easier to talk about how we're not making enough money than to put yourself in a situation to, you know, learn a new skill, to strengthen a current skill, but just to put yourself in a situation of action. That way you're changing the situation. You're taking strides towards creating your own circumstances, but that requires a lot of work. That requires an inner makeup or personhood that doesn't align with who you are presently. So that can make you feel uncomfortable and that can feel like too much work. Instead, it would be more ideal for life to just submit to your demands and help you make more money or bring more money about. It really takes being a problem solver. It really takes a radical kind of honesty, which leads me to the last point uh, in terms of being accountable in, in this definition. It just takes you taking action. It requires you taking full responsibility, accepting full responsibility for your life, for your results and your circumstances. If you won't take risk, if you won't change your outcome or your circumstances, your life won't change. You'll be someone with the same problem over and over. I've always been someone that hated being the same, being the person with the same issue. You know, if I saw you around Thanksgiving of last year and I'm still having the same issue I had when you last saw me, I'm not handling my business and I haven't grown as a problem solver since you last met me. You know what I mean? Like when it came to working jobs that I hated, I hated not being able to become a better problem solver and fixing the issue that I was having with the work that I was choosing. Everything that I was choosing, it made me miserable. It made me unhappy. It had me desperately watching my clock. It had me just thinking about my life and how my life is just wasting away on a loop right now. And it took me choosing the wrong jobs over and over and over for life to just say, F it. We're just gonna just separate you. No more jobs, no more working, no more nothing. That means no more money, no more pay regular paychecks. You cut off. You cut off until you figure out what it is you want to do. A lot of it, you, you already know what you want to do, but you're allowing beliefs and the things that you feel like you understand about the world to dictate your decisions, to determine how you take action. And a lot of the issue I was having was that I wasn't taking action, but I needed to become a stronger problem solver. I didn't want to be someone that continuously, my job or working the wrong job or working the job that I hate or not making enough money is either I'm not making enough money or working a job that I hate, or it's both. I'm not making enough money, I'm working a job that I hate. And the situation just constantly just going on. I, actually, I guess it sounds like you know, I guess it is, but I pride myself on putting my problems to rest as soon as possible. You know, not necessarily rushing through them, but just in anything that I've been through that has caused me hardship or stress, making it my business to be stronger, to be more prepared, to be more poised and confident the next time it comes around. Whether it's a firing, whether it's a layoff, whether it's an eviction, whether it's, you know what I'm saying, saying, uh, saying goodbye to a toxic friendship or relationship, whether it's falling back on family, whatever. Making myself better for the winter time. So when the winter time comes back along, I know how to be more resilient. I know how to be prepared. I recognize that when it comes to accountability, so many of us were never taught how to be accountable. 
We grew up in places, we grew up in homes where we were accountable to other people, we were accountable to other adults, and that was it. And behind that, we grew up to become people that were accountable to jobs and careers and wives and husbands and children and, you know, never learned how to be accountable for ourselves, just accountable to other people. You know, that was something I had to overcome because Man, I just couldn't take responsibility for, you know, being in situations where I'm feeling overworked. I'm working too many hours, but I'm the same one that every time they tell me about extra hours, I'm working them. You know, I'm signing up for them. So me being tired and I have enough time for my life or having enough time for my relationship or whatever it is I want to do. I couldn't own the fact that I'm signing up for this stuff because I don't want to miss out on no money because I'm thinking in a scarcity mindset. And, you know, it took me being honest and real and knowing that I'm putting myself through this. I'm consciously putting myself through this. Being accountable definitely requires the right perspective. Being accountable requires you being open and being vulnerable and knowing that sometimes it's going to be uncomfortable. Sometimes it's going to be ugly. Sometimes it means you might have to sit through somebody chewing you out, somebody telling you how nasty you made them feel, how hurt you made them feel. And you just have to empathize and be vulnerable and sit there and deal with it. And the great thing about dealing with it is that once you have enough of it, you know, you know in your heart, you never want to make this person feel that way again. You were able to make it through that conversation, you survived, but you know, you don't never want to have to have a conversation like that again. And you don't never want to make someone feel like that again. I was somebody that used to have such a bad habit of rushing people through the end of their argument. They can be very disappointed in me. You're trying to express feelings of resentment or hurt or pain that I've inflicted. And I didn't want to stand there in the heat in the kitchen and be uncomfortable and be, in, be judged and be unperfect. So, you know, I kind of, yeah, is there anything else? Are you done? Or, you know, try to change the subject and just all types of antics to avoid being honest with myself and confronting my own toxic behavior. Accountability definitely takes you wanting to be better. More you wanting to understand, you wanting to empathize with others as well as yourself and you wanting to take charge of the results that you're getting to change your outcome. If you're someone that has a reputation for being insensitive and hurting other people's feelings, those outcomes won't change until you take responsibility for what you're hearing. You can find every reason in the book to reject what's being told to you, but until you own it and understand it and take ownership of it, things won't change. You'll see the same results in your life. You'll attract the same jobs. You'll attract the same friends, you attract the same situations, you'll attract the same money, you'll attract all the same things until you learn how to be accountable and change the results, until you learn how to be accountable and laser focus on what you're contributing to the situation and change the outcome. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be fun. It's hardly ever fun. I mean, I guess it's gotten to a place for me now where it's not as miserable no more because I forced myself to deal with it. It wasn't easy. It was uncomfortable and I hated it. <laughs> I hated it. But when it comes to me being someone that wants to connect with people on a larger scale, that wants to, someone that wants to have more relationships, have more intimacy and things in my life, I had to swallow the bullet and just get it together. That's your story. Maybe you need to just swallow the bullet and be more accountable. You might feel like you might die on the spot being more accountable. But again, you're listening to this podcast because you want your life to change. You want your situation to change. You want people to perceive you differently. You want the universe to provide different results. So be accountable and think about it. J.K. Rowling said, It takes a great deal of bravery to stand up to our enemies, but just as much to stand up to our friends. I love this quote because, again, I feel like it's true. It takes 
effort to stand up to your friends. It takes effort to stand up to your family. It takes effort to stand up to your children. It takes effort to stand up to your boss or coworkers or anyone that's in your life, really. It takes that effort when they violate a boundary or make you feel less than what you know you're worth. But you gain nothing in acting ignorant of the situation. You gain nothing in not educating them in how they made you feel. If anything, you start to build confidence. Like I said before, confidence is the ability to let someone know that you that you treated me in a fashion that doesn't align with how I manage and treat myself. You treated me in a fashion that doesn't align with my own personal values and how I fill my cup. And that's a problem for me. Now, if you're interested, I would like to tell you more about the situation. I don't want to bombard you with details. If you're not listening, you don't want to know. But if you do want to listen, I would love to tell you more about how next time you can be more considerate, how next time you can probably be more sensitive and be more aware. Like I said before, being accountable definitely requires you to be vulnerable. It requires you to sometimes be wrong and your morale might be low because you know that you told your, uh, you know, you told your brother you were going to show up for his ribbon pinning or you told someone that you want to be there for something or you said something that was really hurtful or you used someone's secret or weakness against them in a way that made them feel terrible and they wanted to come to you and share with you how they made you feel and it ended up being two hours of listening to them yapping yap about how you hurt them and it was probably uncomfortable it was probably repetitive but they needed to work through that to make sure that you understood where they came from understand that good good character great character builds trust and you don't you can't have trust without accountability so like again a lot of us are trying to approach our relationships our friendships all of the things without accountability just thinking that we don't have to take responsibility for our actions we don't have to take responsibility for our roles we don't have to take responsibility for the things that we do and say that they should mean nothing that we should be able to say whatever to people in the moment that they have an objection they're being sensitive they're doing too much they're being dramatic no you're just not understanding that you're not operating in alignment with how someone treats and handles themselves and you haven't paid attention to this kind of treatment because you don't hold yourself to a higher standard to notice and honor yourself keisha blair said perception is everything if you see everything through the lens of a naysayer or through a victim perspective, then it's hard to get what you really want in life. And that's true to the bone. So many of us are waiting for promotions, are waiting for opportunities, are waiting for record deals, are waiting for all types of things. And we're not even able to, we won't be able to appreciate those things because we're not able to be accountable. The universe hasn't given them to you or delivered them to you because you're not able to be accountable. And then you're not being able, your inability to be accountable right now, you won't be able to be responsible for your actions and behavior when this thing comes into the picture. So we're not going to grow or bolster your ego and your weaknesses if you haven't conquered them yet. So maybe that's why certain things haven't transpired yet. Certain things haven't happened yet. Universe doesn't want to offer or provide any more reasons for you to make excuses for your bad behavior, for your misunderstanding, for your wanting to blame and fault everyone but yourself for your situation not changing. I had to learn a lot that with all my efforts of wanting to inspire people and motivate people and bring out the best in them, that a lot of times my efforts won't always be helpful and fruitful if people don't tap into that higher part of them that deserves better, the part of them that wants to change, the part of them that wants to be accountable for their results, the part of them that wants to be accountable for their past, the part of them that wants to be accountable for their behavior, their thoughts, their language, a part of them that wants to be accountable for their relationships, a part of them that just doesn't want to be honest with what kind of work and effort it's going to take to get to where they're trying to go. I personally got better and became more aware of my own accountability by applying everything to a bigger picture. Again, like I told you, I've always been since a kid 
someone that looks for the deeper meaning in everything. And I understand that maybe not every particular thing has a meaning, but I do feel like everything is connected. So when I'm making my mistakes, when I'm getting things wrong, when I'm making people cry, or when I'm getting fired or laid off, when I'm losing all my money, or you know, a lot of things that have happened in my life, I know that there's a reason. I know they're all connected to my greater good. I know they're connected to my story, my personal story, and they're all elements and tools and symbols and icons to further my excellence, to improve my understanding, to ameliorate my character. It really takes us using all the different things that we encounter in our life and making them a part of the flow. Again, like I said before, we can become so delayed and held back because we're trying to put all the different pieces on everybody else and still want our lives to move forward. But other people have to behave in a, in a desired way or do what you want them to do for you to have a good day, for your career to go the way you want, for your marriage to be healthy, for your kids to be great. And life just doesn't work that way. And on top of not being accountable, there's also an inability to not want to see reality for what it is. And it really takes time and patience to deal with those things. A lot of us spend a lot of our time and a lot of our lives and a lot of our development, young and old, without accountability. And after a certain point, we feel like we've survived a greater deal of our lives without it. So we feel like we never have to reach back to get that peace. And it's just such an integral part of success and character integration that trying to leave it behind, you are writing the ticket to a life of misery, a life of loneliness, emptiness, and not having your stuff together. You know, I had to remove and fall back on so many people because it was this thing of thinking that you can say and do what you want to do without it being any consequences. That anytime you're in my presence, that you're on my phone, that you're around me, that you can behave in any way you want. You can say anything that you want to say, even if it's things that dishonor and harm me verbally. And I just couldn't take that. I couldn't tolerate that. Germany can say that when dealing with toxic people, always choose distance over disrespect. You know, that was a, a hard pill to swallow, but I had to learn that I'm going to be all right. If life is walking me down this path, baby, it means that it's a part of the process. Nobody said that it has to be easy. Nobody says it. It rarely is easy, but it also takes a... I get to see how far I'm willing and was willing to go in choosing me and prioritizing my well-being, my peace. And like I tell y'all over and over in these episodes, my peace is everything. And I'm not letting nobody disrupt my peace. Not for doubt, not for shame, not for worry, not for insecurity, not for none of it. Not my peace. I put too much energy, I put too much time, I put too much intention into meditation, into journaling, into all types of things to be centered, to be balanced. And I'm not always right, I'm not perfect, and I'm not saying that I'm incapable of being, you know, angered or anything like that. But I feel like most days I spend, I'm centered, most days, probably five out of the seven, sometimes even four days, but most days I'm centered and I'm very aware and I'm present. And I was able to do that because I removed people that didn't align with my identity, that doesn't align with my higher self, that doesn't align with the values that I hold dear, that doesn't respect or respond to my moral code. I feel like a lot of issues and inabilities when it comes to accountability again comes from learned helplessness. You know, maybe you're someone that was racially discriminated against, maybe someone that experienced homophobia, transphobia, that experienced some type of prejudice of some sort. And, you know, with that experience being so traumatic and, you know, harsh on you, maybe you just decided that life won't be any better than that moment and that's the high point that's the moment that's going to define me 
that's the thing that's going to really determine the rest of my time here. And I want to tell you to try harder, to find the books, to find inspiration, to find the motivation. But in all that you do, be responsible for your life. You can sit up and tell yourself that, you know, it's all you've always been poor, that you've always had to, you know, just eat noodles for dinner or, you know, or to go without having a heater in the wintertime or whatever the problem may be. But there are people that have went through worse and they're finding ways to get it done. So when you start being honest with yourself, you'll find that you're making excuses. It's, it's, it's okay to be sad. It's okay to be disappointed when life doesn't go the way we want it to go. Allow yourself that time to be disappointed and to feel your feelings. That's the only way that you make it through them. But know the difference between feeling your feelings and wanting to just grovel and roll around in self-pity and misery. There's very much so a big difference. I grew up around people that did and said outlandish shit. People that didn't make no apologies about their behaviors. People that tried to hide their intentions a little bit, but they couldn't quite outsmart me to be successful. But people that just didn't care. Well, at least to me, that's the way it looked like because they didn't apologize. They didn't really honor me and my experience of them when they hurt me. You know, I was pretty much forced with, uh, <laughs> excuse me, a lot of the time I was approached with, get over it, get over it, get over it. And, you know, I heard it so much that my, my only response was, teach me, teach me, goddammit, teach me how to get over it. But, you know, a lot of the time that's not how life works. And I became someone that just really struggled really badly with accountability, struggled to move past my childhood, struggled to move past people failing me, move past people not being able to reciprocate what I give, being able to honor who I am, being able to honor who I want to be as opposed to who they want me to be, being able to honor what I want to do for a living as opposed to what they think I should be doing for a living, being able to honor how I treat myself as opposed to accommodating all of their needs and wants. Sometimes you just have to check out and say no, we not doing that shit. No, it's not going to be like that. No, we not having that. Sometimes you got to do that with yourself. It really takes getting sick and tired of yourself. Like I said, I've been someone I can talk about. I have so many stories and so many of these stories I, I could have very well have told well over 10,000 times a piece in my life. And a lot of them, they still have that same heat like they just happened yesterday because I'm not willing to be accountable for my own behavior. I'm not willing to honor my role in the situation. And knowing that I saw that person who they were, I knew their behavior, I knew their intentions. And I told myself that they were a relative and that I would stick it out and figure it out anyway. So I made myself sick. I made myself miserable for poor reasons and excuses. I had to make a vow to myself that I deserve more that I deserve love, that I'm worthy, and that I'm perfect, and that I needed to be accountable for my actions, that I needed to know that a lot of things weren't my fault, but being an adult, a lot of things are my responsibility. A lot of messes are my responsibility to clean up. It's important to get my floors buffed and cleaned and sparkling, as opposed to dirty and miserable and just, you know, that just doesn't reflect who I am or who I want to be. And a lot of times, you know, we grow up and we become people that harbor so much resentment and anger and misery and evilness. <laughs> you know what I mean? And we still, we're still caught up in that place of wanting to sign blind. My mama didn't do that. My mama didn't show up. My daddy wasn't there. My daddy left us. My mama left us. And all this other stuff. And those can be the facts. But like I said every time, that's not the truth that's setting you free. That's not the kind of understanding that's setting you free and allowing you to be your best self. That perception is one that's limiting you, one that's suffocating you, one that's choking you out, one that's depriving you of your potential. Maybe that was something, maybe 
technically that is how the events unfolded, but now it's time to expand the personal story. Now it's time to not be a victim and to take responsibility for the situation, to know that they probably left your kitchen effed up, but at any time, whenever you're ready, you can wash the dishes, wipe off the counters and sweep and mop the floor. You don't just have to live in a dirty house because they came in and messed up your shit. When you're able to have that kind of power, when you're able to embody that kind of awareness, you become so unstoppable. You become enlightened. You become empathetic. You become open. You become vulnerable. And your character, it takes a mighty boost, a mighty swell. But you have to be willing to be accountable. I know you want to be the best. I know you want to make more money. I know you want to move to a better neighborhood. I know you want a better job and a better career, a better relationship with your family. But it won't start until you own your part in it, until you solve your part and appreciate your part. Think about it. Aaron Hansen said, do not hold your breath for anyone. Do not wish your lungs to be still. It may delay the cracks from spreading, but eventually they will. Sometimes to keep yourself together, you must allow yourself to leave. Even if breaking your own heart is what it takes to let you breathe. This is such a powerful quote because it really speaks to the nerve and the guts that's required to, you know, sometimes leave a bad situation behind to leave a dead situation, a dead relationship, a dead friendship, a dead bond, a dead marriage, a dead end job to leave things that no longer support you, that no longer empower you, that no longer bring you comfort that do not make you appreciate the day or have gratitude in your heart. As humans, we can do, we'll find ways to forgo experiencing pain for as long as we can. We'll lie to ourselves, we'll tell ourselves all kinds of things, and that's cool if you think that works for you, but in the meantime, you're training yourself to ignore pain and to manage misery. And you're setting yourself up to be numb, numb in your body, numb in your mind, and to not be aware of your feelings. And I think those are a lot of the building blocks of betraying yourself. It takes being accountable to know when a situation just doesn't serve you anymore. You know, you can probably act like you don't see things, you can ignore things and, you know, deceive yourself as much as you want. But if it just isn't blessing you, if if you can be excited about it or joyful about it, you have to do what you have to do. So many of you have people that just can't take responsibility for hurting you, for standing you up, for failing you for being a shitty father or a shitty mother to you, for being a crappy brother or crappy sister to you, for, you know, just not showing up for you when you really need them. And you spend so much time putting up with that, that that becomes a part of your biology. It becomes a part of your vibration. Even after you get rid of that person, you usually attract someone else that reminds you of that person because you still need to prove to life, to God, to the universe that you understand, that you got the lesson, that you won't let it get this bad next time, that you'll leave before it gets violent, that you'll leave before you have a nervous breakdown, that you'll leave before the police have to be called, before people are using expletives, before whatever, but that you won't wait for it to get dramatic, that you won't wait for it to get hectic before you choose yourself and keep it moving. Like I say all the time, there are so many of us who are adults, and even for kids still, but so many of us who are adults, and we're putting our lives on hold because we're waiting for our parents to get their shit together. We're waiting for them to be the parents instead of the children. We're waiting for them to understand that our feelings matter. We're waiting for them to understand that we're people too. We're waiting for them to understand that we have needs too. 
We waited for them to understand that we've sacrificed a lot too. Maybe not to the degree that they have, but we're people with feelings and we're individuals. And so many of us are just waiting on that call or waiting on that situation or waiting on that apology. And I want to tell you that you can't wait on that shit. You have to create that closure within yourself and for yourself now. You have to start forgiving now. You have to forgive yourself now. Because if you don't, you're going to continue to bury that misery. You're going to continue to let it seep into everything that you become and everything that you do, everyone that you, everyone that you touch, everyone that you love. And everyone, especially you, will pay the price. So many of you are waiting for your moms and your dads and grandparents and people to just get it, to just want to accept you, approve you, understand you. And this person is controlling as hell. They want to tell you what to do with your life. They want to tell you how your husband or wife is not good enough. They want to tell you how your career, your job is not good enough how you should have went to a better school or how you're not going to go to the school that they have to pay for with their money. You're letting them tell you that your house is ugly or that it's a, a, a terrible house or that you live in a terrible neighborhood or that you're doing a terrible job as a parent. You're really letting someone that's controlling and miserable inflict pain on you. Iris Murdoch says, we live in a fantasy world, a world of illusion. The great task in life is to find reality. I feel like that's the journey that we're all taking. We're all brought up and developed and we, you know, we miss different pieces, important pieces of life and reality and how life works. And, you know, we just have to make the puzzle come together while we're out there on the road, trekking the quest and just taking the journey and just praying that as we're out there, we're able to see the different puzzle pieces that we're able to put the things together to understand the larger picture lessons and to get things right the first time around and really just finish this thing with a completed puzzle. You know, it took a lot for me to stomach and understand that life has been trying to isolate me for a long time from the things that I come from, from the people that I've been around. And it's one of the hardest things I've ever had to do because they're all I know and they're all I've you know, really had for all of my life. So to go into a chapter where I'm living and existing in a fashion where they're not here, I'm not talking to them. And I mean, don't get me wrong, we went through periods before I fell back and removed myself in, you know, where I wasn't talking to anybody. You know, I lived within 15 to 20 minutes of relatives and we saw each other barely twice a year. You know what I mean? So I know how bad things got, but still just making that official, pressing that button to officially remove myself and just be done and full. You know what I mean? I knew it was something that I wouldn't be able to come back from, but life put such an urgency into the situation. It just applied so much pressure and I couldn't help but ignore, I couldn't ignore it. You know, I had to trust that if life is applying this kind of pressure, if life is compelling me to make this kind of decision, there has to be people on the other side. There has to be things on the other, other side that will make me better and that will bring the best out of me, that will make me feel loved and valued as opposed to me trying to live in a fantasy world where I'm just an abandoned little boy who's looking for his family or looking for people to validate him and make him feel accepted and make him feel welcomed and make him feel needed and make him feel good enough. That little boy, that person, sticking with that little boy will set me up to be miserable for the rest of my life. Sitting, you know, sitting with that little boy will set me up to chase all the wrong things and go for things for the wrong reasons, to hang out and be around the wrong people for the wrong reasons. And you have to get in touch with that little boy, that little girl, that little person in you that's still stuck in the past, that's still stuck on that hurt, that just can't get over the way that person did you, just did you in, broke your heart. You had your heart broken and you just don't know how to move forward. You want to change so badly and you just don't know how. 
Sometimes it takes just being lost and surrendering to the process. You don't have to know how. Sometimes you just have to be sick and tired of yourself. When it comes to being accountable for your life, it really takes a different perspective and you having to be tired of yourself, tired of getting the same results, the same outcome, attracting the same people, having the same experiences. I felt like a lot of the friends, I felt like a lot of the people that I was attracting was the same kind of people, just kind of messy and just, you know, don't want anything, don't have high hopes, pretty much just want to, you know, go through life on autopilot, not giving a damn what happens. And, you know, when I started taking a closer look at the situation, I had to see that I was the catalyst because I was being that person myself. So I was the blame. I was the person that had to get my act together. And when I started getting my act together, I started seeing God get everyone out the way. Every, so everybody started fleeing. Everybody had to go. <laughs> like people left so quick. And for a bit, it made me feel like I was doing the wrong thing because I felt lonely. I felt like there wasn't nobody around. It's like, I feel like I'm getting my stuff together now. I'm making all the changes that I wanted to make. I'm becoming the person that I want to be. I'm confident and self-aware in a way that I've never been before. I feel my most powerful, my most mature. I feel like I'm in the prime of my maturity. You know what I'm saying? My 30s is my 20s with twice the swag and twice the grace in class. And no one's around to experience those parts of me. But at the same time, it doesn't matter if those people aren't deserving or worthy or experiencing my love, my generosity, and my greatness. You have to hold yourself to that same standard. You have to be accountable for putting yourself around the best people, putting yourself around people that make you feel respected, people that want the best for you, people that will check you if they see you being or living below your means. Stooping too low, dealing with people that don't want, you know, that don't want the best for you. Jim Sincero said, gratitude is one of the strongest and most transformative states of being. It shifts your perspective from lack to abundance and allows you to focus on the good in your life, which in turn pulls more goodness into your reality. Another thing, great thing that came from being accountable for my life and removing myself from unhealthy relationships and situations was that I had the silence, I had the peace to think, I had the silence to think about my life. I had the room, the freedom, the space to heal, to process, to embrace. I had the room to understand, to empathize, to be vulnerable. I had time to process my memories, process my life experience without any interference or turbulence going on around me. And it's really been one of the best times in my life. It's been the most peaceful. It's been the most rewarding time. It hasn't always been easy. There hasn't always been a lot of money. There hasn't always been a lot of, you know, wealth going around. But I know with all the changes that I have going on now, with everything that I'm contributing, with all the value that I'm creating now, and all the things that I'm standing for now, the things have got to happen, you know? Like the law of compensation says, the things just have to happen. I feel like when you're able to be accountable for your life, you're able to experience gratitude. You're able to take the good and the bad, you know, writing, you know what I'm saying, for what it is, as opposed to just wanting being a spoiled brat that can't receive life unless it looks the way you want it to look all the time. Recognizing that every experience is a lesson. Every experience is pointing you to a higher power, a higher principle. And truly, truly understanding that everything that's occurring in your life, every, every relationship is preparing you for the moment that's to come. These things were going to happen before you were born. So everything is happening right on time as it should be. If it feels like life is going slow and you're feeling behind, that's okay. That means it's a hunger growing. That means it's a thirst. That means you're ready to do the work. That means you're ready to commit, whether you know it or not. Every day I have a chance to take more and more into account of who I want to be, knowing that I can design my personality, knowing that I can design my career, design my life, design my identity. 
those things are major responsibilities, but it's all, it also goes to show how wonderful life is and how wonderful God is. So when it comes to designing the you for, you know, the, the you that will be successful, the you that will have a family, that will run a business, the you that will move to California to start a music career or an acting career, who do you need to be? And while you're thinking about that, how can you incorporate accountability into that situation? Because with you incorporating accountability into that situation, you're automatically programming yourself to be able to take responsibility for your circumstances, for you to take responsibility of your results. And I feel like when you're able to do that, everything else is really pretty much downhill. Because when you're able to own your results, when you're able to own your circumstances, you can learn from yourself more quickly and then you can start creating your own circumstances. You can start creating your own results and you can stop reacting to what life shows you or what happens in your life. It's going to really take finding ways to cope and adjust and adapt, but you will be okay. But one thing that you must remember and that you can't forget is that Without accountability, no relationship you have will be healthy. All of your relationships will suffer if you're unable to be accountable. People can tolerate the unaccountability or inaccountability, whichever one it is, for a brief while, but it won't last. It never does. Like respect, you need accountability to make any relationship healthy. And with that being said, think about it. Yes, yes, we made it through another episode. And like always, I just want to thank y'all for sticking in and being a listener and being a participant, being a student like myself, because, you know, a lot of these things that I talk about or whatever like that, these are things I'm still learning. And they're so important to me because I still need to learn them myself a little more deeply. I've had some success with a lot of these things, most of them really, you know, but I want to ingrain them deeper and deeper into my personality and my sense of identity. And accountability is one of those things, you know what I mean? Like I said, I've struggled so much in the past with accountability and not wanting to take responsibility for my actions, not wanting to be accountable for how I've made people feel, for hurting people, for rushing people through their feelings or through their conversation, or, you know, just because I couldn't sit in the hot seat because I didn't like being uncomfortable, because I didn't like being on the other side of hurting people. You know what I'm saying? I had to come together and mend a lot of fences with myself because I play, I spent a lot of time playing the blame game and blaming other people and holding other people hostage for not making me happy or behaving in a way that made me feel valuable or made me feel loved and respected. And I had to own my part, a lot of, most of it really, and get my act together because ultimately it's up to me, you know, to change and get it together for the situation to change. No one else's behavior is going to facilitate a problem that I have. It can make things a little easier. It can ease up the resistance. But I myself personally would need to adapt to take the next step or for the situation to transition. So that's my challenge to you. Be accountable. Be responsible for your actions. And take the next step. There are so many relationships hurting and suffering right now because someone won't say they're sorry or apologize because someone won't empathize with how they've made someone feel and they won't take responsibility. So take the time now to do it differently and be better for tomorrow. Welcome to the air segment of the podcast. You know, this is the section where we call you to take action because we can, I can share a lot of different things with you, but if you don't take action to make these thoughts and ideas concrete, then they'll just sit on top of your brain. It'll just be noise, it'll just be whatever. So action is how you concretize these things and take it a step further is how you begin to create beliefs and, you know, ingest or digest these things more deeply. So. Yeah, let's get into it. The first letter is E, 
Exonerate. Exonerate yourself from the guilt if your family and environment didn't teach you accountability. It wasn't your fault then and it isn't your fault now. Now it is, however, your responsibility to repair and optimize now that you're responsible for yourself. You have to take the first step to reversing the pattern. Mommy and daddy probably didn't teach you. They probably didn't know how. You probably inherited parents like mine that didn't know how to be accountable, that didn't know how to respect your feelings, that didn't want to take responsibility for their actions, that probably made you feel like shit a lot of the time and, you know, didn't account for it. They probably still do to this day. Well, I do want to tell you that you don't have to stick around for that, but once you know who they are, you know, you continue to give them chance after chance after chance and tell yourself, this is mom, this is dad, this is my friend, this is whoever, and you make excuses for them all the while, while you know, while you know who they are. So in those moments, you're making an active and conscious decision to put yourself through that. So I do need you to understand that. It may be hard to hear, but it was something that I had to understand and hear for myself that you're making an active decision to show up for that dysfunction. You've witnessed that they are unable or unwilling to uh, succumb to your demands or to your boundaries and, you know, respect your boundaries. And, you know, you see that they're unable to do that. So it's pretty much time to let that go and to move on. Anyway, the next letter is R, reform. Reform your expectations of yourself. Reform your thoughts. Reform your language and behavior. Reform the vision you have of yourself, your life, and your personal story. You know, it might sound painful. It might be, you probably grew up in terrible, terrible situations. You probably had very abusive parents, very violent parents. You probably grew up in the most impossible situation. But if you don't start to tell that story differently, then you won't go any further. That painful, dreadful story will continue to define you. You'll continue to be sad. You'll continue to be empty. You'll continue to be hurting. You'll continue to feel like a victim and feel like someone did you wrong. When we start to pick up the pieces and take responsibility and be accountable for your part in the charade, stuff starts to change. Things will shift. You'd be surprised how easily you can come upon forgiveness and switch things up. A lot of times they may not even recognize who you are once you make these changes, especially once they start seeing you be accountable and just kind of get in that place where you're not even willing to argue anymore. I'm not going to discuss anything. I'm definitely not about to argue. I'm no longer repeat myself. I want to say one thing once. If you violate the boundary, you're out. That's it. Reform your boundaries. Reform how you carry yourself and treat yourself better. Be kinder to yourself. You'll see the world adapt in such a different way and they won't have no choice but to carry the torch of what it is you're doing for yourself. And if they don't, you don't need them. Again, it's you or them. You or them. And last, A, aggregate. Aggregate the parts of your character, personality, and identity that align with who you want to be. Think about who it is that you want to become. Do you want to be someone that's successful? Do you want to be someone that has a family, that runs a business? Well, all of these things definitely require you to be in the presence of people and relationships with people. And the quality of your relationships will stem a great deal from your ability to be accountable. If you're not able to be accountable and respect where people are coming from, empathize and be vulnerable with people, people won't stick around long. People don't have time for that. If someone can tell you that you violated a boundary and you can make it their fault or, you know, deflect or reject and all the other crap and all the other things, I promise you they won't stick around long. Nowadays, people are getting smarter and more aware of their boundaries. And most people don't even give you a strike one. It's just like, uh, you moving like that? Yeah, he moving real funny. I'm going to keep it moving. I ain't waiting around for no strike two. We done. And I mean, I think to a degree, that's a great way to be too, because it makes people be more aware of their behavior and how they carry themselves. So, aggregate. 
So there you have it. Exonerate, reform, and aggregate. Again, start small and apply these at your leisure, but don't overwhelm yourself. But you must take action to create change. You'll find that once you start being more accountable, once you start setting goals and achieving them and doing the things that you say that you're going to do, your life will change. Your experience of people will change. Anyway, in the next episode, in episode 19, we will be talking about the power of the tongue. We'll pretty much be talking about the language of success and how your words are such an asset to your life and your time and how you manifest and create on this earth. So we'll be talking about that a great deal. I definitely want to thank everyone again for listening to this episode and tuning into the medicine cabinet. It means the world to me. And I ask that you continue to subscribe, continue to download these episodes, continue to leave your ratings. And if you feel inclined to continue to donate to the podcast, you guys, a lot of you have been donating consistently and I really appreciate it. It doesn't go unnoticed. And again, thank you for supporting the medicine cabinet where we get experimental about exploring your potential. Have a good night, a good morning and a good day. Peace.